unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. We got we got married and I think it was her bishop I told. I was like, you know, how do I talk to a missionary? And he's like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah. Um, when really my intent was to talk to the missionaries to disprove them, to crush the church and convert my wife. Um, nice. All right, everybody, welcome back to Saints Unscripted. Now, we are, uh, well, I guess I'm the only host here, so I'll, I'll use I. I am very excited today because we've got Eric Samuels with us. Eric, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. And uh, this is going to be a really interesting episode. It's going to be something different than I think maybe we've ever done before. Um because you've got, you've got, I mean, this isn't the first time you've been on camera. You actually were, well, first, I'm not going to get ahead of myself. We're going to talk about your conversion story today. But part of, I guess, an aspect of your conversion um, kind of comes out in an episode of Paranormal Witness from the Sci-Fi oh, yes. channel that you were on. Is that correct? That, that's absolutely correct, yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm just going to, I'm going to kind of cut you loose here and let you fill us in on this. And, uh, hopefully we can use this as our Halloween episode because there's definitely some, some Halloweeny vibes that I think are going to come up. But anyways, go ahead, uh, give us, give us the rundown. Tell us a little bit about yourself first and then get into, uh, maybe some of your history with religion and you know, the rest, the whole shebang. Oh, yes. Um, well, I'm Eric Samuels. I'm uh, from Kentucky. I uh, was born and raised here, um, moved to a different city, but the uh, city I come from, um, I was a ex-member of the Luciferian Church. Okay, and... okay, I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> First of all, can you, can you maybe describe what the Luciferian Church is? Because that's not generally something that people talk about, probably understandably, but I don't want to make any assumptions. No, no, yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely not something talked about. Even among members, it's not it's not something that's talked about. Um, I was pretty open about it uh, during my time there. Um, honestly, during those fifteen years, I, had, I I felt no shame in being a part of it because it was the only thing that really felt like it had structure. Um, I saw many other churches, and they just didn't seem to fit this organizational construction that I knew the Bible had. But no, it's for for me, it wasn't it wasn't something I openly talked about with a lot of people, but I was open about it when people asked, you know, what faith are you? Uh, what do you do? What do you believe? What do you worship? Uh, so I was extremely open about it um, with people who would ask me as far as as things we did in this church. It, it was it's it's not like a lot of your satanic temples or satanic churches that you would hear about. Um, it was very. You know, we, we wasn't like the goth kids, as, as we called in high school. And, you know, I, I thought that's what it was coming into it. And then I found a lot of clean cut people, a lot of very powerful people being a being a part of it. You know, my, my parents knew about it. They were ever my family was OK with it. Um, they didn't like it, but they were OK with it. Nobody disowned me or anything. Everybody just kind of accepted it as it was. It was. For me, so. And I, do, I don't think that a lot of people even know what. Uh, what the Luciferian church believes. I certainly don't, but I think a lot of, I think it's a loaded term. And when somebody says Luciferian church, they think Satan worship. 
Is that what happens there, or what? 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 Is, what are the basic tenets of that faith? Uh, it's the worship of Lucifer. Um, it's not like a lot of the uh, a lot of people get confused with like the Church of Satan, which I feel like from from stuff I've read, I, I don't know much about them, but I can tell from people I've carried dialogue with that they they almost seem more atheist in in nature. Um, mm-hmm. It's like that Lucifer is just an idea. And what I come to learn through the Luciferian temple was that it was the actual worship of Lucifer, um, seeing him as a, as a God and somebody who became like God. And that was a lot of the doctrine was Lucifer had realized that he could become like God. And he was trying to show us that we could also become like God by following him. So that's really that's what really drew me to it. And then as I became a member and started practicing all these different ordinances throughout the Luciferian church, I realized, you know, I was like, Eric, there's so much structure here. There's it's so organized. It's it's like I thought Christ's church would be. And, you know, at this time here, you know, I, I, I was raised in church. My, my family is, was real religious. Um, but the churches I'd seen just wasn't like I thought church would be like after I read the Bible. Um, I'd read many things on what Jesus Christ, you know, he, he had done throughout his mortal ministry to show that, hey, I, I established a church and here's the things that are going to be in my church. And I just couldn't at the time find a church like that. And it's like, man, this this is the next closest thing to that. And it's sadly it's based around Lucifer. But yes, it's it's the literal worship of Lucifer and seeing him as a God, not so much as uh, an evil God, but more of like we saw him more angelic. And so kind of like uh, like he had been misunderstood and that. Yes. Yes. OK. And what, what and uh, did you guys believe in Christ? Did did Christ become like the bad guy or was he also a div- divine or what, what were the, your views on that? We actually believe that, you know, the, the Bible, it took place exactly the way it was. But during at the point in the Bible where Lucifer went to tempt Christ. That's where Luciferians start to see things different. They start to see that he actually did tempt Christ and had showed Christ, you know, I, I'll, I can give you these things. All you have to do is bow down, fall and worship me. And as a Luciferian, we I used to believe that that's exactly what Christ did, is that he bowed to Lucifer and that Lucifer showed Christ. You can become like me who became like God. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. intense. Okay, so so what uh, what happened that that kind of led you away from that then? Miraculous things were happening when I was a part of it. Nothing spiritual. Uh, there was no type of blessing, but what I always call material blessings were happening. Um, I noticed like uh, money was coming to me from what seemed like nowhere, just coming to me out of thin air. I noticed that uh, even in school, I started when I was fifteen. And this lasted until I was almost 30. But I noticed like I, I made better grades throughout school. Um, people were more attracted to me. So I don't li- I don't like to use the term blessings or spiritual blessings, more of like a just the material blessings. Like, I, you know, I will give you these earthly style things. And I guess in the same way that he tempted Christ about him is kind of how he do- does us. And at one point in my life, it I. I don't I felt like I was going crazy, but it's almost like I was seeing and hearing things, very evil things and started having evil thoughts come through my head and feeling like I was, you know, things were telling me to do things almost like I did all these things for you. Now it's time for you to come and and, and pay the price you owe me. 
And that was one big thing talked about in the Luciferian temples was sacrifice. And I was sitting in a church one day because uh, I used to, the church I used to go to had a lot of youth. It was a, a big, big church and consisted of about two or three thousand people per service. And I was sitting there one day and I'd always made my way to that church to help, you know, try to recruit people. And I was sitting there, like you know, and kept hearing this voice come through my head telling me to stab this girl, this little girl. And at that point there, I was like, I'm either crazy or this is real. And and it was a and you're you're kind of describing an, an actual audible audible voice in your head yes. or okay yeah well that's terrifying um, yes it was that's that's that was the that was the last straw for me i stood up i remember screaming in the middle of the service this church service and people kind of looking at me and i just kind of ran out real quick and i left I, I left i was angry um i didn't know what to do and drove off somewhere by myself and, and started talking to god i prayed to make this go away i was like i, I don't know if i'm just doomed at this point. You know, I, I worshiped Lucifer for, for this X amount of years. And I don't know if I'm doomed at this point. Can you forgive me? I, I've, I learned all my life that you are loving God, but you're also just very wrathful. And I was scared of God. Like the way I was taught growing up through this preacher and that preacher was that he's, he's mean. I was scared of him. I thought the best thing to do was maybe just to go to Jesus Christ and, and ask him to save me. And then I was baptized and I left the Luciferian church and started trying to follow God. And at that point there, I started picking up the Bible a lot more. And uh, for some reason, the one thing that really, really stuck out to me was Christ's ministry and, and the church he established. And I was like, you know, it's it, the Bible shows clearly that Christ established a church. It also lets us know clearly that these things are true. And it, it dawned on me. I was like, okay, so Christ has a church. So I went back to church and started trying to figure out, I was like, you know, these, does this church meet the qualifications that Christ established? When you said you were baptized, were you baptized into this church that you kind of had your freak out in? Is this the church you started yeah. to attend more? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Continue. Okay. <laughs> but yes. Um, <clears throat> so I was baptized and, and like I said, you know, I read the Bible and started looking for these qualities of Christ church. And I just, I wasn't seeing them. I was seeing some of them. Um, and in some churches I saw a lot of them, but the one thing that stuck really, really, really stuck out to me though, was Christ talking about how his church would be named after him. And while all these great qualities were standing out in these churches and I felt the spirit at these churches, but it, so I just felt like something was missing. That's what led me to the just, you know, not attending church. I thought that maybe, you know, somebody told me at one point, it's like, you know, I, th I think we as the people are the church. And I was like, yeah, but my name is Eric. I'm not Jesus. So <laughs> Christ clearly said that his church would be named after him. Um, and, I, you know, I, I thought to myself, I was, you know, the Bible is right. You know, our bodies are temples and things like that. But. It's like still he has to have an established church on earth. Like that's that's what he did. And I kept going down the road of just reading the Bible and and kind of doing my own thing and started dating this girl one day and we'd text for about two months and never saw each other in person, never talked on the phone, but 
I, I started gaining a lot of feelings for her because I was, you know, I used to just hang out with this girl or that girl, but this one here really stuck out to me first. You know, she carried a decent conversation. Um, she seemed very religious. Um, and you know, I, I, at that time I smoked cigarettes and drank alcohol and I noticed she doesn't do any of these things. Like, so we'd start talking on the phone and I asked her, I was like, so you go to church? And she goes, yes. And I was like, where do you go to church? She goes, I go to the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I was like, church of Jesus Christ. Says, That's interesting. Um, she goes, you know, in other words, I'm a Mormon. I was like, oh, I was like, well, I, I used to be in a cult too. <laughs> trying to make a joke out of it. Oh, and I, this, I, I thought, I was like, no, she's, she's really messing with me here. And she was serious. Wait, she, way, to, <laughs> way to find some common ground, though. Oh, yeah, Luciferian church, Mormons. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she asked me, she said, do you know anything about the church? And I was like, no, I, I knew a girl who went to this, you know, this church back when I was in high school. But other than that, I don't know anything about it. Never, never heard anything. I've never read the Book of Mormon never talked to any missionaries. I said, I've never researched a single thing about your church, but I was like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know about it. I said, I've, I've seen enough of these vulgar cartoons and other shows that, that talk about this church. I was like, I, there's no way I could believe in that. But over the, over the time of dating her though, I, I noticed that she would talk about like the word of wisdom. Um, she wasn't a big fan of me smoking. She wasn't a big fan of a lot of things that I did, but she was a very graceful woman. And I was, I was just drawn to her. Of course, this is the woman I'm married to now. Yeah. <laughs> happy ending. <laughs> but yeah, she, she was, she was super faithful to the church. She really, really was. And, you know, here I, I was this young single guy and, you know, had young single thoughts and she wasn't about any of, of what I was bringing to the table, but still though, it kept my attention. And, I was like, I, I don't know if I can believe in this church. You know, I, I, at that point, I, we were just dating. Uh, then we had got engaged and I still hadn't read the Book of Mormon yet, but I was doing Googling and Google is not a good place to go. Uh, no. <laughs> if you want to study the church, it's horrible. But um, no, we we had eventually we eventually got married. And um, at that point, you know, I was tr I was trying to be a little clever because uh, we did get married in her ward. But, you know, I told her, I was like, I'm sorry, we can't have a temple wedding. I know that's what you want. But I was like, I, I love you, but I, I, there's just no way that this church can ever work for me. I've done enough Googling to know that this Joseph Smith guy is a fraud. This, this, there's no way I could write the Book of Mormon. And which, oh, man, uh, that, was, that was a whole other story that I could. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, you know, there was these just things I was I was saying to her. And I was like, you know, I just I realized how harsh I was being with her when it came to the church. But, you know, any we got we got married and I think it was her bishop. I told I was like, you know, how do I talk to a missionary? And he's like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah. Um, when really my intent was to talk to the missionaries, to disprove them, to crush the church and convert my wife. Um, nice. Yeah, that that was that was my plan. I was like, I love my wife. I, I love her so much that I have to save her from whatever it is she believes. in. Oh, yeah. We get that all the time. <laughs> so, you know, we we moved out of town from where we were, you know, she got a better job and we moved on and I came up here to the town we're in now. And at that point there, I hadn't not talked to any missionaries. I hadn't even called them. I was going to, but one day they just happened to show up at the door and 
my wife was like, wow, like this just happened. Like they just showed up at the door and you haven't even talked, you haven't called anybody yet or anything. And, um, but they came in and introduced themselves. And um, one of them, he was a real young guy. And you know, I'd asked him, I was like, you know, where are you from? He says, you know, I'm from Utah. And I was like, oh, go figure. And <laughs> <laughs> the other one says, I'm from Wales. And I noticed he was an older missionary, but he seemed really intelligent. I was like, this guy might give me a problem. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, they had sat down and I, you know, they were asking if I'd had any concerns, asking if I'd read the Book of Mormon. You know, I told them, I was like, I haven't read the Book of Mormon. I have a lot of concerns. I have a truckload of concerns um, regarding the church. I started asking questions, real, real deep questions, stuff I'd already Googled up. And I, no I noticed the younger missionary was kind of scrambling to look for an answer. But the other one just kind of stared at me with this, this like he was looking straight through me. And without opening up a single book, he starts popping off these these uh, these answers to me. And he said, so we were we were told that you were you studied religion and theology in school. I was like, yes. And he said, yep. Uh, so did I. I was like, oh, great. So <laughs> it's like he was meant to be there at that time, but they were coming to the house daily. That's how resistant I was. But he was he was determined. He was a very determined missionary. They both were. The more I saw the Book of Mormon, the. Uh, the more angry I got, like I felt this rage coming over me every time I looked at my wife reading the book and I was, I was, fine. I was fine other than that. But every time I saw that book, I was just going into this crazy rage. I felt like a devil or whatever you would want to call it, but it was throwing me into fits of rage. And uh, I'd made taking my time and I'd, I'd made charts, I'd color coded charts trying to disprove this book. And, the missionaries that came back, they gave me a week and they came back and he's like, so how far did you get in the Book of Mormon? And I was like, well, I just read it all in a week. And he said, what'd you learn? And I was like, absolutely nothing. I was just looking for things that I could use to disprove it. <laughs> he said, so you didn't pray. You didn't ask with a sincere heart if these things are true. And I was like, well, no, why would I do that? I don't believe in it. But it was a few days after that, that I was sitting at the house by myself and I was like, okay, yeah, I hit the, I'd hit the ground, and I was like, maybe, maybe Joseph was onto something um, when he went to his knees and prayed vocally, because uh, I'd noticed, and even watching the Prophet of the Restoration movie, because uh, they'd showed me that, I, I'd read a couple things about how he did that. I was like, well, maybe this will work for me. So I, I did that, and opened my eyes, and I was like, okay, well, there's no Heavenly Father, there's no Jesus Christ that appears in front of me, so I was like, maybe I won't get an answer. Um, I just happened to turn on on YouTube and there was Saints Unscripted <laughs> from really I was like, wow, I, usually it shows you it recommends you videos that you've already watched. But I was like, I've not watched this before. I don't know if my wife had, but there it was. And I was like, well, let's let's just watch it and see what everybody has to say. And things just started clicking. And I was good there for a while and then read the CES letter, which was mm. that. I, I thought to myself, I was like, well, here's here's my golden nugget here. If I let my wife read this, uh, she read it and still nothing phased uh, her through that. I was like, wow. Um, wow. A few days later, ended up reading CES letter debunked. And I was like, well, OK, this this is just going to be an ongoing battle for me. Like this is going to be so back and forth. I don't know if I can do this. Yeah, it's never quite as clear cut as you want it to be, is it? No, no. Um, it really was. <laughs> I was expecting some kind of a revelation. Like I think that's honestly what I was expecting. But no, I uh, 
went back to YouTube, started watching Saints Unscripted, watched Latter-day Q&8 among many others. And there was a couple that Saints Unscripted had that really, really hit home for me. And a lot of the arguments I had against the church were, I thought were clever, but it's almost like you guys kind of just opened my eyes and wow, these arguments I have were really dumb. Like, <laughs> which uh, do, you, do you remember which videos you're talking about here? No, no. Oh, this was three years ago. Now I've been a member for three okay. years. Okay. Yeah, this was three years ago, and oftentimes I go I go back and rewatch a lot of them. But um, yeah, it was it was a crazy time. That was really really crazy for me. <laughs> and it, they kind of put you in your place. <laughs> yeah, it's. Between the missionaries um, and and watching the videos, like it really, things started really hitting home for me. But just some things just didn't feel quite enough for me. In which I eventually found out that there was, I started praying a lot more and really, really reading the Book of Mormon and praying with a sincere heart, asking God. I was like, I, I, I don't expect you to give me an answer when I open my eyes. I don't expect you to give me an answer today. But it's like you know, if you can just give me enough. Of, wisdom and knowledge to understand what I'm reading is true. You'll, you'll take a great weight off of my shoulders because I'm really, really concerned about my salvation. I know that you're there. I know that Lucifer is there, but I was at work one day and things were happening that day that it's almost like the more the missionaries were coming, the more I was learning. And the more I learned about pre-existence and things like that, like things just started clicking. I was like, I feel like I remember some of these things. I don't, I can't say for sure, but and again, maybe I'm going crazy, but there's things I just feel like I remember or things I already know. Like, I feel like I made this deal with God to come here. I feel like I had met some like there was that, this, this missionary who came into the house. I feel like I met him before. And he said the same to me. He's like, I feel like we've sat down and had this talk before. Not this particularly, but he's, you know, I feel like we've sat down and talked before. And hmm. I, I really, really, really felt the same way. But there was things about the pre-existence that really, really hit home with me. Um, learning about a heavenly mother, that one really, really hit me hard also. But no, there were, there was just things I feel like I knew or remembered or I'd heard this before. And I feel like that was the, the impression God was putting on me was, you know, you've heard this before and now you're here. You chose this. So yeah, over, over the course of, of, a, of a while there, it. It was a long, hard road for, for me there trying to come into the church. But eventually there was things I just knew. Like, I knew he wasn't just going to give me 100 percent proof. I was looking for archaeology. I was looking for anything I get my hands on. And I knew a lot of it had to come down to faith. And the faith part for me came from believing that Heavenly Father has a grand plan for me and for all of us. One of the, the greatest quote I ever heard was in that Prophet, the Restoration movie uh, when Alvin told Joseph, I can't see how God would just want to save a few of us. Like that really hit me to my core. That's my favorite part of my conversion to this very day was that quote that he told him. Um, Cause I wasn't taught that growing up. I, I was, I wasn't yeah. taught that, you know, I can't believe God would just want to save us. I, I was taught that God is going to only save a few of us. And yeah. kind of like a, a debate I'd watched. Um, I think it was this year with Quaku. Um, he was talking about Anne Frank and, Talking about Calvinism. Yes, yes. Because yeah. um, that's a lot of what I believe, really, um, was that God predestined all of this. And I was like, well, you know, why would he create me to be this 
person who is struggling with faith just to send me to a hell. Then when he used that, that and Frank stuff, that was for me, I was like, man, that that's it. That's there's no way. Like, why would God do that to to any person, to any of his children? I think what you're hitting on is so important because because it's the doctrine of the church and you've found the beauty of the doctrine when there are so many other, you know, tangential topics and subjects that you could spend your time with. You know, you could spend your time uh, with addressing every uh, argument made by critics, you know, but but when you kind of put that stuff to the side and focus on what we're teaching in the church, you realize like, holy cow, this is beautiful and and it makes sense and it portrays a God with a plan of salvation instead of a plan of damnation for the majority of humanity. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that was it. Like I, I, for so long, my, I was clouded by all these little things like Joseph Smith was, you know, he had done this or he had done that. And, you know, I got to thinking to myself, I was like, you know, if this guy restored the fullness of the gospel. He would have to be perfect. But then going back and reading the Bible, I'm like, well, that makes me a hypocrite because I know many Old Testament, New Testament prophets who were far from perfect. Um, yeah. You know, the whole polygamy thing like that bothered me for a while, only to go back to the Old Testament to realize how many wives them guys had. And it's like, OK, so every corner I was turning with the church and Joseph Smith was. I thought was a great argument only to go back and be like, well, if I if I have to look at Joseph and think, you know, there's no way this guy's a prophet, then there's no way Abraham's a prophet. There's no way a lot of these other men were prophets. Um, so that was my first start was trying to figure out, you know, okay, hey, it's our prophets, can, you know, can they mess up? And yes, they can. God, you know, I, I feel like he let a lot of them make mistakes so that they could learn from them. And Joseph Smith, the same way it, it happened to him. There's times where he, yes, I, you know, he probably actually did mess up, but there was things he learned from them, and I don't know how any one person at all could hold these things against him, but yet believe in old New Testament prophets. So I, I tossed that out, and there's just little things that people kept throwing at me. I would go to YouTube and Google and different forums to talk about it with people who were pretty anti. And you know, in the moment, it sounded good. I was like, yeah, that's that makes sense. There's no way this guy did what he did. But ultimately, in the end, it was... If, if I toss out the Book of Mormon, I have to toss out the Bible. Hands down, there's no other way around it. If, if I refuse the Book of Mormon, I have to refuse the Bible. So I just start, I went straight to the core of it. I was like, let's just go to the doctrine. I, I feel like I've heard this before. I feel like somebody presented this plan before me before and started reading it. And I was like, you know, if this is the God that, that people want to worship that you're only here. He created you specifically to send you to a hell. I don't know that that's a God I would want to believe in. I would want a God who would allow me to come here to make mistakes so that I can learn from them and save my soul, you know, by sending Jesus Christ and allow, giving me an opportunity to have it, you know, to at least have a chance to reach this higher glory, to be with him and not just create me for some damnation for all eternity right. with that. So it was the core of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that really, really hit home with me. Um, it's too beautiful and it's too perfect. Like I always tell my wife, I was like, I don't know how the whole world just doesn't want this in their life. I don't understand that now, but it's a, it's a beautiful, 
very, very, very beautiful doctrine. So you've been, you were baptized in what year? I would have been 2017. Yes. 2017. 2017. And how, how are things going? How do you feel? I feel good now. Honestly, after I was baptized, I thought to myself, I'm like, well, I'm in the, I'm in Christ's true church, the true church. And I know this. So everything's going to be perfect. And I felt like Lucifer had just wanted to come at me more since I joined. And I realized I was like, well, I'm still human. I'm still going to make mistakes. And I don't like that. But thankfully for the sacrament, that's, that's, that's a big thing for me every week. I feel like I learned something from it every single Sunday. It really, really hits home with me. Just being, a, being able to take the sacrament and understanding the atonement. Yeah. So I got, I've got one, one or two questions left for you. One of them is, what advice would you have for other people that are uh, maybe where you were a few years ago, where they're investigating the church or trying to learn more about it, they're coming across all sorts of, you know, antagonistic material. Um, what advice would you give them? Firstly, stay away from it. Um, it's it's like all man-made things. It's a lot of it's just it's corrupt. And the best thing to honestly do is the thing I should have started out doing. Ask of God with a sincere heart and true intent, um, because I promise you. I promise you, he will give you an answer. I advise you to keep an open eye on the answer because sometimes he has a he has a weird way of answering things and not really so much weird, but maybe we're just not open enough to understanding what his answer would be. I would honestly look deep down inside and, and to ask yourself, the God you hear about every Sunday, no matter what church you go to, that that God, do you honestly think that that God would create somebody for hell? Or would he actually be this grand God who would have this great plan of salvation, who would give us all, men, women, children, babies, all of us, the opportunity to come back home? That's my best advice. Ask him with a sincere heart, with true intent, and he will answer you. Yep, I agree. I think, I mean, of course, you can find copious amounts of truth in all sorts of different faiths, but uh, I'm... Like you, I'm very satisfied to to be in a faith where God is just incredibly merciful, not just in this life, but in the next life as well. I think that we have a great balance of justice and mercy in our faith. But all right, Eric, thank you so much for being with us. Do, do you have any final thoughts? Anything else you'd like to say? No, just uh, I, I'm just here to bear my testimony and let everyone know that I know that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is Christ's true church on earth. And Joseph Smith was the prophet of the restoration. I say all these awesome. things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen to that. Thank you so much for that testimony. Um, if people have questions for you, where where can they find you? Or maybe just would the YouTube comments be the best place? Yeah, we can start there. If anybody, uh, we can start in YouTube comments. If anybody has any deeper questions or want to carry more of a conversation, I, you know, I don't mind to give out my information through comments and just so people can reach me or I really want to do that. Sounds great. All right. Eric Samuels, thank you so much for being with us. Your story is amazing. It's inspiring. And we're, we've been really happy to have you on today. Thanks for joining us. Not a problem. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.